Welcome back to the podcast. This is episode 61. In this episode, my friends and I talk about wealth, luxury, and extravagance, and uh, what the Christian perspective on that should be. So if that sounds interesting to you, go ahead and give it a listen, and I hope you enjoy. Hey, guys. Hey, man. Yo. Hey. I'm feeling Me. so good right now. And yeah. it's a mystery. Okay. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> David? Is also here? Yeah, sorry. I'm not like, going to say hi? Hi, sorry. How does the thing go with the girl? Actually, I went pretty well. Yeah. Nice. I just... Again? I don't even know what Wait, it's... you've been on another date? I was Sunday. joking. Sunday. Wow. I was on a date. It was fun. Yeah, they It wasn't a date, but it was just you and one girl. Yeah, it was just me and one girl. And you were... And it was we, fun. Yeah. And it was fun. Yeah. And it was on the weekend. And weekend. And we yeah, got I don't want to. I don't want to apply anything, but you know, girls usually have fun non dates with guys of a certain persuasion. <laughs> Just saying. Wait, what? Presbyterian. You might want to rethink your uh, angle. views on baptism. Views on baptism. It wasn't a date. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. Anyways, Dave, when you grow up, we'll you'll figure it out. We'll let you know. We'll let you. Uh, everybody doing all right? Yeah. yeah. Michael's here. It's been a long time since Finally. Michelle. Finally. Hey, Mike. They've been trying to get me on this show for weeks. Mike, this Mike. <laughs> Try to book you. You're out there over Your in... press uh, secretary. Yeah. Give us that other that. city in this area. It's great that you guys finally splurged on, like, the little, like, broccoli platter the in the green room. The plane ticket to... Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was just talking about the ticket to fly you out. Yeah. For the podcast. Uh, you're good? You're well? Good. You're not, uh, contagious? I was never actually sick. I somehow dodged it, but that gave me the esteemed duty of taking care of cleaning else. up and taking care of everybody else. Wow, that's great! Wow. Doing some Mr. Mom over there. Yep, Mr. Mom, <clears throat> Michael Keaton. That's it. Yeah, there it is. Favorite actor, man. Yeah, he's what a treasure. Up there. He's what a up treasure. There. I think the best actor by now, I think it's Michael my, Keaton. It's my favorite right now. It might be Christian Bale. Now. Yeah. Okay. Are you saying that because of? His newest movie? No, just because American I think Psycho I always because I just uh, I watched uh, a couple of weeks ago. I watched American Psycho. Psycho. Yeah. I'm like, dude, how do you how? Wait, just, what, dude? American Psycho. Oh yeah. He's like, oh my gosh, you say a dance? Just like, <laughs> wait, he <laughs> was he dance. was Vice. Yeah, right. He was, Vice, he yeah. was in Vice. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that man. I don't. Is there an actor alive or dead uh, who's done more with their body Range. to? Well, I'm saying specifically uh, with their body. Yeah, when you said body, now I gotta think. Because I was gonna say uh, Gary Oldman also transformed. Okay, that's yeah, true. He does that is that. true. But I don't think Didn't... as much as. And that's supposed to be unhealthy, and Christian Bale still looks he used like to be, uh, He used to be Gary Newman. Or Young Man. <laughs> <laughs> I would say Adrian Brody has had some pretty big swings in his weight for roles, but not. Adrian yeah? Brody? Well, it's usually. So. Didn't, didn't he do okay. uh, when you all hear the weight Adrian goes to Brody? His nose. <laughs> yeah. When you hear Adrian Brody, what movie do you think of first? The Pianist. Pianist, yeah. yeah the Pianist. Really? I have, well, I've not seen that, so apparently oh, I'm really good. I've I not seen of... it either, but that's what I jumped to. <laughs> I think of King Kong. Really? Oh. Yeah. You should watch The Pianist to give the guy more credit. Um, Pianist is really good. Uh, is I, I don't remember yeah. much about his performance, but I, I like the movie King Kong. I did too. Like, yeah. I just thought Kong was too small. But like he won an Oscar yeah. for the pianist, and it's okay. it's one of those stories that hits you hard. Hmm. So what's um 
Every time I think of Scandist, I think of the movie American Beauty. I don't know why I get this too mixed up. I don't know either yeah, because they're nothing say, alike. To my knowledge, yeah. they have nothing, nothing alike. I don't like, know why. Saying, it's whenever... like every time I think of 300, I just think of, you know, you've got mail. <laughs> <laughs> I, like those two movies, I don't know. Yeah, I think, the, I the think messenger what it is, that comes and gets kicked into the pit. And the next <laughs> right? day, I watch the Milk and Beauty. Isn't that, isn't that what it was? Yeah. Like? You've got mail from Athens. Mm. It's still it's like, not excusable. I'm saying it's like I watch Pianist and then like the day after I watch the Milk and Beauty. And mm-hmm. I don't know why that's just stuck with me. It's like watching... um. Like the will be blood, and I think of Lincoln. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, when I, when I think of yeah, that that makes sense. But when <laughs> I think of so similarly, I watched There Will Be Blood and No Country for Old that, Men. Those are the on two the, on the same day. Those go yeah. hand in hand. And apparently, too. that that's like a real thing that a lot of people conflate those two movies, even yeah. though they're not exactly. I mean, you know, they're, they're kind contemporaries, of contemporaries, aren't they? Yeah, they. I think they came out like same maybe time. the same weekend or or whatever. Yeah, but, the same year. Yeah, it was, it was... At, at least the same year. But it's like people relate those movies together, even though I mean they they have some themes like the aesthetic seems yeah. similar, uh, and they're both like American frontier, I guess. Even yeah. though it's not really, well, you it's know, crazy. You like Javier Bardem won Best Supporting Actor, and Daniel Day Lewis won Best Actor. What that Oscar? I think that's two great Oscars. They screwed over Josh Brolin, though. That's what? why he did Thanos. <laughs> it was great. He was great. He was, it? but dude, Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah. I I. He Love was. both as both of those actors, but Daniel Day Lewis is probably top five. For Drainage. I was just gonna say, I drink your milkshake. Yeah. What a scene. That was crazy. He's retired. Gosh, what a yeah. Anyway. Anyways. Uh, Eric, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> that was how Miguel's doing. Is you know yep. there will Lewis. be blood and and really? uh, Michael Keaton. Describing your week through movies. No, I'm yeah, yeah. good. I'm excited to hear what we're talking about. Me too. <laughs> David, what movie describes your week so far? Uh, ooh. It's let, Monday. Let me check. Uh, I think In Time. Yeah, that's Has your week sucked? No, it's, uh, it's just been... Your week is a great to concept, evaluate, but the execution was... Trying to evaluate, like, trying Which to have these? enough time to play everybody. I think In Time place. is Timberlake, right? It's Timberlake, yeah. It's a great uh, concept. It's where, like, instead of money... They trade, like, they have uh, how trying. long they're going to live, and they, they trade minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I've been trying to have getting enough time for everybody. <laughs> I'm sorry, too. Yeah. Oh. No, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to call you out. Me? Yeah. You're going to... Okay, good. <laughs> Ruth was a good... Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, call... I don't care. I'm not ashamed of that. So because, you dude, know, we had a good time. No, did we? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> we did. It was last... Okay, so we played this a week ago. I I announced that we did. And <laughs> we're like, hey, like, I tell Sam and Eric, like, listen, like, never go out and do stuff. Like, let's go out. Like, me and my friends, we go out to Distance Wings, all that stuff. I'm like, let's go to Distance Wings. Eric's like, okay, we'll finally go to Distance Wings. He thinks that there's nothing to do at Distance Wings. There's a bunch of young people, blah, blah, That is true. Both of those things are true. But, but that's, like, that's not true of me. I I don't mind Disney Springs. But, okay, so we spent a week playing. I dress up with Disney Springs. I okay. dress up in my khakis yeah. and watermelon button down. <laughs> that <laughs> looked good, but it looked pretty good. It looked good, but it was also funny. Okay. Anyway, it looks good because it's not an anime shirt. Yeah. Because, um... <laughs> I mean... It's like your only non... It's, only, it's your only shirt that's not a Chick-fil-A shirt or an anime shirt. Well, I wear different shorts. Uh, like, look, as long as they go 
well together. You did. You got to make them combine well with your stuff. Yeah, you did good. Style. Like your shirt and your jacket have to be from the same anime. Yeah. You know. <laughs> well, you got like. You don't want to so, clash. Yeah. But then you like you have to like wear the type of shoes. Okay, I'm again. Anyway. So we so we're planning to go to Disney Springs, and this guy says he doesn't want to go to Disney Springs because yeah. he, he thinks because oh the parking garage is too far from Blaze Pizza. I you should work on like corporate media because I love how you spin things. <laughs> I was I was True. working for eight hours but on my legs. Is, is I was it, too tired to did walk. Did you not say that? There was a context behind it, David. It Learn what that context. word means. It doesn't matter the context. It doesn't <laughs> matter the context. It doesn't life. matter if you just ran a marathon. It doesn't matter Gosh, if you're a David, paraplegic. Is it true, though? <laughs> it's half true. It's, it's still true. I'm not going to go for it. Yeah. <laughs> David missed the calling in corporate media. Yeah. No, like, I, I, was, I was tired. And I'm glad I didn't go to Disney Springs. Especially with you two. Because you, you guys love to do adventure like it's an RPG. And I'm like, I just want to go to point A, maybe point B and C. What am I missing? Like, what is there to do at Disney Springs well, I would other have eaten... than walk around and spend money on food or you can, you can things make it, you don't need? You can make it a game in how few people can I let bump into me as I try to get from point A to point B. That's true. Yeah, you can do that anywhere. So, so food <laughs> you can do that in Walmart. Food and drinks, I mean, there's the movies if you're going to the movies. And then, like, there are shops. If you want to shop. If you want to spend money. If you want to spend money, that's why you, you don't go. need. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Hey, that is actually that's a, a good, good transition. transition. Then All execute right. the transition. All right. Oh, so gosh, here, here's, the, here's the question. Um, no, because it... Okay, maybe you do. But uh, the question is this. Is it a sin? This is the topic. That I'm going to introduce <laughs> with my words right now, using language. Okay, mm. is it a sin always, in every context, for a Christian to purchase for themselves a Lamborghini? In any context? Every context. Oh, in every context? <clears throat> you said every context. In every context, yeah. Let's Ooh. go on. So yes or no? See, we're going to do semantics here. I know it. The difference between the any and the every. Okay. Because this I will is, say... We're getting back to the, the heart of this podcast because we have the, the pragmatist and the idealist <laughs> yes. who are going to butt heads. And but it's funny not super thing is, Who's which is which? We switch. I, that's uh, why I was... I, I feel like usually he's the idealist who's so like... Eric is the idealist who's so pie in the sky like mm -hmm. that he never actually gets anything done because the conditions aren't perfect to implement. It's true. And then Miguel's the pragmatist who's like, just get down to brass tacks. Let's, let's get a... But I do feel like we switch because, like, sometimes no, we, you do. 100%, yeah. but that's just in but, our, in but our nature. But typically, Eric is the idealist, yeah. the pragmatist. All right. I'm going to say no because you used the word every. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing. I know. Whoa, I knew you were. You <laughs> I knew you were. Yeah, I was like, we're going to play uh, this semantics. David's also going to say no? I'm going to say no. Okay, so now explain to me the the situation where it could be not sinful. Okay. So, oh. Oh. Good. What if you're Jonathan Lamborghini and you're investing <laughs> your Jonathan new... Lamborghini? Yeah, you invented the Lamborghini. No, uh, let's say you're a dude, um, and what, you're buying dude? a car from another. It's dude. easier for me to imagine a dude because I'm a dude, but it could be a woman. Uh, I'm a dude. He's a dude. Another dude. So you get a phone call, right? You're back home, empty house. Get what a phone time call. is it? 
It's like it's middle of the five thirty. Five thirty in in the PM. In the PM. Prime Meridian. Okay. Post Meridian. Post Meridian. Prime Meridian's the line oh, that goes through Liverpool or Paris. Liverpool. 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 Sure. Yeah. Post wow, I don't know how I knew that, but yeah, I knew that. Yeah, yeah I actually do know that. Now, uh, though, I was actually just me guessing. Your emphasis there makes me think that maybe you didn't know it, and now you're just really trying to convince no, us that like, you really actually, did know it. For no, real. it was. <laughs> I was like, I said that. I was like, oh, actually, that's something like I'm supposed yeah. you guys because it's anti meridian, a n t e, which means before, and then post meridian. Yeah, because that's yeah. not all so, you guys both said. Like, wow, post meridian. And uh, the voice sounds funny on the other end, and it okay. says, we have your wife. Like, funny, like it's a, okay, yeah, like yeah. a voice distorter, okay? We have your wife and kids. Okay. Um, we know you have a lot of money. In order to get them back, you need to buy a Lamborghini. You need to buy for yourself. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> well, this, it, like, they have to own it, or, because I'm trying to just say he sure. buys it. Like, okay, well, I, I wasn't that specific. Okay. okay. But he buys for himself? Okay, so let's change this scenario. Well, Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. What was the well? Well, I was just going to say, I technically didn't specify in the original question, so your point stands. Okay. I would say that's yeah. not a sin, because he's okay. trying to save his family. Okay. Sure. <laughs> You've defeated me. You've defeated <laughs> well, my... <laughs> but like, like you have something... solved my puzzle. I think that You if... may advance to the next room. <laughs> I... Th <sighs> the ceiling in the Am I going to do this? Because I don't like this, but we're going to do it. I think, what if his, uh, his, his conscience is clean and does not convict him? Or her. Okay. What, you're saying just about buying a Lamborghini for themselves? Yeah. Okay. So Fair it's point. not a sin. I don't know. Oh, yeah, and if your conscience doesn't bother you about something, then it's not a sin. Right. <laughs> no, like, I really, that is a very interesting conversation. I just want to point out that I feel like Eric keeps looking at me to jump in and save him. No, and not I'm, to save me, oh, but... Okay. Join in the mess. To, to take, to get take in the water. To take man. the target off of it's you. It's not water, it's a tar pit. It's, it's a tar pit. Get in the tar pit. Yeah, no, you're, you're still speaking. No, I was going to say that. I mean, I'm actually looking to see if you actually disagree with what I just said. <clears throat> uh, like if it's like a life or death situation. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to forget you. I'll shoot your wife. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, like, yeah, was, go for it. By the that way. was a ridiculous uh, scenario. But I'm saying, um, I say that it's not a sin if his conscience or her conscience does not convict them. I Can think... I cheat on my wife if my conscience doesn't convict me? Well, okay, so we're going to get into that conversation. Okay, but first, Miguel. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, like, I, I mean, I don't want to hinge my argument off of In this context. You see where this context comes in? <laughs> we're just talking about one specific instance rather than... I was talking about one. Oh, right. Really, oh, this yeah. is the topic, is we're just going to develop scenarios to see if you understand context in them. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I think, I think kind of depends on what the rest of their life looks like. Um, so like, I think part of it is like, if you, regardless of what your life looks like, if you're buying this Lambo and like, you're like, oh, should I, like, could I be, then maybe you really shouldn't. But like, if I'm looking at the rest of their life and I'm like, hey, you know what? Like they are involved in their church. They're tithing <laughs> appropriately. And you know, Ooh, you talk about tithing. Yeah. You know, like okay. like they're tight, they're tithing <clears throat> appropriately. You know, they are um, pouring out and giving of themselves freely. Like then, you know, I'd be like, yeah, you know, like I won't fault anyone for having a, a, a pleasure vehicle because that's essentially what a Lambo is. Do, okay, are we understanding of how much an Amber a Lamborghini, an Amborghini? <laughs> <laughs> A Lamborghini. 
an, an Lamborghini, uh, an orange Lamborghini. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I know it's six figures. I don't know exactly. Yeah. You have an idea? I was like quarter of a million. Yeah, about two fifty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, two hundred fifty thousand dollars. I've been yeah. um, I've been eyeballing one, you know. Yeah. When I, for when I get there, so yeah. this is perfect talk Ooh, for me. When that's confident. <laughs> um, the viola concerts. Man. Well, you know, I, I plan on my wife and kids being in mortal danger. Yeah. So <laughs> do you need me to arrange that? Take your wife hostage so that you have oh, a reason. Oh my goodness. Well, Eric said. <laughs> Oh my goodness, this whole life. Okay. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah. It... You were framing the cost of a Lambo. Yeah, it's 250000 so, okay. Yeah. Uh, David, thoughts? Well, I think I, I don't think it is. I think. Um, you don't think it's think, a well, sin, right? I don't think it's okay, a sin. Right, right, right. I think that there's, there's, there's kind of a big difference. <clears throat> it's like, uh, why, why are you buying that Lamborghini? Because it's different between, like, okay, there's people who buy Lamborghini because they like collecting cars. And people who like collecting cars aren't gonna drive it. Um, they just keep it in the house. But people who did buy the Lamborghini and people who do drive it, like, what's the reason for driving it? Is to look good. Is to look cool. Is to look people like, oh, hey, look at that guy. And you could, I don't know if you could argue if that would be a sin. It's like prideful. Like, hey, like I'm trying to look good. Cause that's the only reason someone's gonna buy a Lamborghini. Um, because I I don't know could you say is like it's being prideful if would you say that is being prideful would that be considered a sin as child because that's the only reason they're gonna drive that Lamborghini is to look cool is to look good not to yeah not because like I because the thing is I don't know how you finish not because now not to like oh hey like this is a really cool call like a really like the design of it blah 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 because what what i the the uh common denominator is people who do all this type of people they keep it in their house or they take it to call shows mm. they don't drive it for the fun of it they don't drive mm. it for to get one destination to another destination yeah uh kind of the point of the question is to start <clears throat> so i've i've brought this up before and i've had people ask me like i've had students ask me questions like this but it's actually something that I bring up uh, pretty frequently. And um, I've had people push back and they're like, oh, well, you're saying you can't own a Lamborghini, but like, what about a BMW? Or what about like a new Toyota? Or what about like you have a smartphone and you don't need a smartphone in order to survive? So it is, is it, you know, sinful for you to have one? And people will say like, you know, this always comes down to where do you draw the line? And it's like, okay, <clears throat> if my smartphone costs $800 and a Lamborghini costs $250,000 I think it should be pretty plain that the line that, like there's a lot of line drawing room between 800 and 250k um, I would say you know apart from ridiculous examples like the one that Eric gave about <laughs> my wife is in mortal danger which I mean I feel like it's totally out of spirit with the purpose of the question but I know yeah. that you did that on purpose yeah, so. yeah. You're not stupid. You're just obtuse. Um, I, I would say I, I think I'm going to say that it would be a sin, and I I'm gonna say that because of the way that Christ talks about money. Um, so Labor Day weekend, this coming Labor Day weekend, um, I'm scheduled to preach, and I'm scheduled to preach on a theology of labor, a theology of work. And they haven't given me a text. It's just like, here's the topic and, you know, 
however you want to go about it. We trust you. And uh, so <clears throat> I know that's a long ways away, um, but I've already started to, you know, read some articles, uh, read some like old church writings on this, uh, listen to some podcasts on it. And uh, one of the most glaring things uh, to me is when I listen to like Mennonites or Anabaptists talk about money. And they're very much, um, so they have this word, it's a German word called Gelassenheit. Um, and it basically means like serenity or contentedness with what you have and also a commitment to simplicity. <clears throat> the idea that I'm not going to buy designer clothes, I'm not going to buy luxury cars, I'm not going to buy a house that's, you know, way more than I need. I'm not going to um, just like all, all these things that are far above and beyond what it is that I need. I'm not going to buy those things. And the reason that I'm not going to buy those things is not so I can have a fat savings account, but it's so that I can provide for every brother and sister in my church. And they, um, it's like you read the book of Acts and the book of Acts talks about um, there was no Christian in the early church that was in need because mm -hmm. everybody held everything in common. And people go, oh my gosh, that's socialism. That's, you know, that's unjust. And it's like, well, it's obviously not socialism because it's not under compulsion of the government. This is something that people are doing willingly. Um, but they're very much like... So modern Christians are quick, like super quick to that. It's like, you know, the meme where it's like you can't hit the button fast enough. Modern Christians are super quick to be like, well, that's... Uh, descriptive, not prescriptive. It's just describing what was happening and not necessarily prescribing the way of life that we should be um, <clears throat> aspiring to. Um, but at the same time, it's like, okay, even even if that's the case, like there are certain uh, prescriptive norms that Jesus gives us in his life and that, uh, you know, the, the apostles write about. Uh, they, the apostles and Jesus, and even like a, a ton in the Old Testament, like it talks about money so much. And the idea is like, look, uh, none of us are are wearing crazy expensive clothes. And the reason for that is because I know this guy, you know, has a need. And so like his, his truck broke down. And so we're just going to pay for that. And, you know, some Mennonite churches are more like, you know, they, they really do have all things in common. Um, there are some churches, I think it's the the uh, Hutterites, that they don't even believe in insurance, which I'm like, okay, I'm not not quite there. But it's like they, they say, we don't we don't want to profit insurance companies that are corrupt. And they're, I mean, they are corrupt and they're inflating the cost of pharmaceuticals and all that <laughs> kind of stuff. It's like, look, what we're going to do instead is we're going to pool our money together and whenever people have a need, we take care of it. Um, and there are millionaires in the church, and they, you know, maybe they are, they just own land, and they, uh, you know, they they lease it or they farm uh, indigo or whatever, you know, on their land. And so what it is is that they use that extra money to take care of the people in their own church to sponsor missionaries to do things like that. And the idea is that every dime. That run that finds itself in the pocket of one of those people is a dime that is now on mission and it's committed to the kingdom of God. Um, <clears throat> so it is so hard for me. I, I don't go to a church that's like this, and I go to a church that's in celebration, and I'm about to preach on labor, which means I'm going to preach on money as well. And it's like, okay, how do I look at a group of people that, like, so many people 
drive cars that are far more expensive than what would be needed to get by and they live in houses that are far more expensive i'm not just saying because the market is high right now but it's like they live in houses that are far more expensive than what they need and it's not like oh well i i have this house with all these extra rooms because you know we're planning to adopt or we're planning on you know exercising all of this hospitality um it's i'm not saying that it's a you know they're flexing um but it's just it, it comes off as so vain and it's like is there not real kingdom work to do and so i'm in the point and maybe i can be talked out of it but i'm at the point where i could not look at anyone who says that they're wanting to follow christ with their life and they own a lamborghini and say that is a righteous thing to be doing with your money or even like you know that's cushioning the blow i don't think i could look at that person and say your decision to to spend all of that money on yourself is not sinful there's a double negative in there, but hopefully you guys know what I mean. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't, I don't, and I think I'm going to come to an argument that is going to absolutely make you, like, just roll over. And it's like, I believe that. Roll over, like, concede? No, like, roll <laughs> over, like, get out, you know? Like, oh, he went there. Uh, I think, you know, I think the answer to you would be, like, that's your conviction, and so, like, absolutely then, like, if you feel strongly about that, then, like, that's what, that's how you should handle it. If your um, conscience no, uh, offends you came to you my side. Yeah. No, no, but, like, I, I also don't think, like, and I don't want to draw an argument. I was like, well, what if somebody, like, just saved a lot of money, mm-hmm. um, but, like, never bought anything for themselves and, like, just wore, like, potato sacks for years until they can afford the Lambo of their dreams. Like, I don't want to go there either. Why is that but... your dream? Of of their dream, yeah. Or why is that their dream? Oh. Why is that one's dream? Oh, you know, childhood trauma, idolatry. I don't know if it's you know, like all the bad idolatry. <laughs> yeah, okay. I can get behind that one. I, no, I but... think that uh, you know, David kind of hinted at it. Some people just really like cars. I mean, they like the the design, how the engine's built. Maybe they like racing, or it's a fun which drive. That car is really meant for that yeah. kind of stuff. Which is why you don't drive it just on the road because. It's kind of a waste of a Lamborghini mm. just to drive, get you from point A to point B. I I think like, like, and that's really why I went to the argument of like, what's the rest of their life look like? You know, like if if they are tithing or if they are like, you know, it, I don't remember who it was. But like there was somebody was telling the story of like that they give away ninety four percent of their income. John Wesley. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And, it, and I was like, wow, like, that's insane. But then I also sat down and ran the numbers. I was like, if they make a million dollars, if they net a million dollars a year, or, yeah, if they're netting a million dollars a year, you know, um, or their profit, their take home is a million dollars, you know, giving away 94% still leaves them with 60K. Mm-hmm. I'm like, which is sufficient to survive <clears throat> on. And it's like, well, why not? And, like, I know you, like, the argument comes down to, like, where's the line? But it's like, well, why not 95%? Or, like, hey, you know what? Like, instead of living in California, why don't you move to Texas where there's a lower cost of living? And then you could give away more. And, like, and and so, like, it doesn't even necessarily become, like, where's the line on, like, finances? Where's the line on lifestyle? Mm -hmm. Like, why don't, like, yeah, I think that, I think that applies as well. Yeah. But, again, like, I think then you end up in this weird mess of, like, is 
California, uh, l you know, la lavacious, um, lavacious, lascivious. No, like so lavish. lavish. There we go. Uh, I, well, I think I think lavacious is maybe it's not even a word. Someone should ask Siri. Um, I will trust you. But like, it like, is like California it. so lavish that then that's a sin as compared to living in Idaho, or is like Fiji? <clears throat> you know, the, that line. And so it, it's, it's a point where it's like, no, at some point it's just living. And like, that's where you are living, you know? And, and you can live, I think a rich lifestyle humbly still, even in, especially nowadays in a million dollar house, you can still live humbly and not be sinning. Um, you know, and, and that's why I really think you need to look at the context of that person's life. And, like, are they tithing? Like, are they giving away 10% but, like, they're hoarding the other 90%? Or are they tithing 10 and, like, like to the church and then with the remainder, you know, like, they're providing for their kids and they're mm -hmm. giving to charities outside of that. And you know what? Like, they, they also have a Lambo, but, like, they're in the soup kitchen on Saturdays, too, mm -hmm. you know? Um it's it's really tough for me. I I don't think there's different ways to measure, you know, a person's giving. You can measure you can measure it in raw dollars, which is like okay, that obviously doesn't make sense because, you know, for this one person to give $100 would be a big deal, this other person to be a drop in the bucket. You could do it as a percentage, which I think falls into the same trap where it's like, you know, for this person giving away 10% of their paycheck would put them on the edge of like, hey, we're really going to have to, you know, we're really going to have to hunker down in order to, to, you know, we might have to eat just rice and beans this week. Um, whereas another person to give away 10% of their paycheck is like nothing to them. Um, but I think what we see in scripture and in, in church history is like, what is it costing you to give up what you have given? And um, I hesitate to say that this is a conscience issue specifically because I see so many things that are like I see Christ talk so much about this it's like what do not lay up for yourself treasure on earth if you, if your dream is a Lamborghini that is indicative of a wrong mindset a wrong heart and it's like if if the person's heart um you know were to come into the, into subjection to the kingdom of Christ then a Lamborghini would be laughable to them. It's like, who cares? Like, I don't, I don't need a Lamborghini. Like, you know, maybe I need a car, but perhaps not even that. But like, and, and the reason I'm bringing this up is because last week, you know, where we wound up with, is Christ really enough? And, um, and we talked about whether it feels like he's enough or whether he actually is enough or whether, um, whether if Christ is enough, that means that we don't want other things or we don't yearn for other things. Um, but it's like I think I think specifically with uh I think specifically with money it's like in America we are so we're so unique historically maybe not specifically America because you know you could say Sweden Switzerland you know places like this also fall into this where it's like our standard of living is so high um our our cost of living our cost of keeping up our our lavish extravagant lifestyles is so high that we we just kind of concede and say like well this is this is the tax i have to pay to to keep up with the joneses or to keep up with society 
Um, whereas it's like, I, I don't think we're, I, I think it was actually John Wesley who said, the question is not, you know, how much of my money am I going to give to God? The question is, how much of God's money can I spend on myself? And it's like, all of this that's given to me is given to me to steward. And like God, God gave me a quarter million dollars to steward. And there were so many like needs that could have been met with that. But instead, I bought a car that I do not need. You know, it's like there, there are so many people that I could have helped them with their insurance payments. I could have sponsored the translation of the Bible into all these other languages. And it's like, I, I don't think that we are free to say, yeah, but it's, I'm going to go ahead and spend this quarter million dollars on something needless. And there's no moral rightness or wrongness to that. I, um, I don't, I, after all the things that Christ and the apostles say, I don't think we can um, make that assertion. I just really struggle and I, with, and I, again, I know you kind of opened up with this, but like the line and, and, and again, like, because, uh, you know, when we're talking, like when you mentioned like smartphone versus like Lambo, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, okay, like obviously there's a big difference there. Mm -hmm. And when you say like, well, God gave me a quarter of a million dollars to steward. It's like, no, like if that's the truth of the matter, God gave you a lot more than a quarter of a million dollars to steward. Like well, if he gave that you, specific quarter million right, dollars, I'm saying. Right, but but again, like that that changes the picture. God gave me a quarter of a million dollars to steward, and I spent it on a Lambo. Like it's like, oh, you spent all of that, like everything God gave you, you spent on yourself. Okay, so I'll go ahead and say I'm specifically not talking about that. Right. No, yeah. no, I get that. But like, but then, but what I'm saying is like, and again, I know you address like, oh, like talking about percentages isn't a great way of doing it. I don't just, I just don't think there is any good way of doing it because like okay if god gave you a billion dollars right and you spent a quarter of a million dollars on a lambo it's the same and the as spending eight hundred dollars for a smartphone exactly for a dollars, but and, for a and if we I, if we I take don't, i don't think it is and i will talk about why but you're in the middle of the sentence if if we take you know a thirty thousand foot view of this where it's like well you know we're living in a a three-bedroom house but like really could you live in a one-bedroom house or a two-bedroom house and it meet your family needs equally as sufficiently yes so why don't you and if you did that would that not give you an extra 50k to donate to missions or to donate to whatever and it's just like again it's like you know he, I, I don't see it I don't I, I mean like and that and, that is bananas to me to not be able to see the difference between that and a Lamborghini and I'm not like I'm not trying to defend idols that I have and and throw other people on, under the bus because I'm not particularly into Lamborghinis it's like if a person legitimately does not see the difference between okay I'm gonna have a smartphone I need to be able to respond to emails for my work you know during during the day and sometimes you know if I'm in the drive-through for you know Wendy's and I um get an email about my work, I have to respond to it. Uh, you know, there, there's a difference between, okay, now I'm going to spend $800 on that um, so that I can integrate smoothly into the society that I live in, which, you know, enables me to do the job that I'm supposed to do, which I'm supposed to do heartily as unto the Lord, uh, enables me to keep in contact with my family. Um, okay, between that and 
a quarter million dollars, $250,000 um, spent on a Lamborghini. Or even the difference between, okay, well, you know, it's me and Nicole and Nora, and then we rent out a couple rooms, and we live in a three-bedroom home, and it's like, could we technically live in a one-bedroom apartment? And it's like, okay, the difference between, I'm going to have a few extra bedrooms so that, one, I can, I can rent to friends, Christian brothers, and give them a very low rent that's going to help them out as far as like being able to save their own money help that you know um pay their own bills so i'm gonna i'm gonna rent or i'm gonna i'm gonna have a three-bedroom house uh so that i can either provide that service or you know eventually nora is going to be in one of the rooms her daughter um and then you know maybe uh if, if another child comes along then we'll put them in a different bedroom instead of having them share a room i could have them share a room and i could turn the other one into a missionaries quarters or blah 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 it's like i think that the difference between those sorts of questions and a lamborghini which does no good for anyone as far as like oh you know i can i'm serving the kingdom in this way or i'm i'm giving you know helping my friends have affordable rent or i'm letting my daughter have her own room instead of you know sleeping on the couch i think that, that to say that i can't like to say that quote i can't see the difference between those things end quote it's like, that's blindness. You know, surely you can see that there is a difference. Now you can say, and you did say, and I, you know, brought up, it's like that the line exists somewhere between smartphone and Lamborghini. But is there not so much room to say that like, okay, the, the line is somewhere between these two things. So I want to, just real quick, because it was a point you just made. I want to push back because you said it does nobody any good, but... You paying for a Lambo just paid a bunch of people's wages. Supply side Jesus, man. Have you read that comic? Where Jesus goes around in this golden uh, like sequin robe and he's like, well, hey, the goldsmith that made this robe, like yeah. I was able to pay for uh, his son's education by buying this. And it's like, that. I think that as Americans, we have so bought into supply side economics. Okay, so you, that, don't, you don't agree with that? Uh, I, go ahead and finish the question. I cut you off, which is unfair. But say the specific thing, and then I'll tell you. Well, it, it just to what extent you, you I'm understand on board exactly it. what I'm saying, um, because the argument is, well, uh, that money goes to people's pockets, and then they're also being able to supply for their families if they have families. Or mm -hmm. let's say I'm I'm a Lamborghini, you know, LLC employee, <laughs> and I I have now uh, taken some of that profit from the sa the sale, and I'm. That's able Paying to for support, my son's education. Well, it's able to support yeah. a ministry that I'm okay. part of. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So sure. it's, it's like uh, there is an argument, and I'm not necessarily saying that I'm bought and sold mm -hmm. on that, but there is an argument that says that that is good. Um, I have more to say, but I know that David had something to say. Well, let, let, me, let me respond okay. to yeah, that, yeah, and then fine. we'll go to David and back to you. Um, I think this kind of gets into two kingdoms. Um, yes. Theology where it's like, Okay, uh, you can ask the question, should the luxury car industry even exist at all mm -hmm. when there's so much else that's going on? Now, okay, I get that it existing is not up to me, and I'm not going to say, well, I think it's bad, and then poof, like all that money just goes to charity, okay? Um, should it exist at all? Uh, should a Christian make the goal of their life the create you know that i'm going to get this job at lamborghini and i'm going to create expensive toys for rich people um to to lavish uh themselves or to 
um, you know, to indulge in, should that be the, the thing that I give my life to? And it's like, okay, well, you're also making money and you can provide for your family. Um, but if I'm a Christian, I, okay, I'm going to stay out of that industry because I see the, um, I see the sin in, in that type of pursuit of just, I'm going to, I'm going to give my life to the creation of expensive toys for rich people to indulge in. Um, I'm, I'm going to stay out of that industry. Now, if if some other person who's not a Christian receives that money and, you know, is able to pay for their kid's education or, or, you know, buy a nice ring for their wife on Valentine's Day, okay, like, he can do that thing. But I've kind of re removed myself from that situation, and I think removed the, the church, or let's say, like, if I'm a pastor, my local congregation from that situation. Does that respond to what you were saying? The, what did you say? Uh... Say the last part again. Like if I'm a pastor and this is the policy of our church that we're not going to give ourselves to these these pursuits, then like I've taken my congregation or, you know, the congregation. Right. And I've uh, kind of removed them from the conversation okay. of whether or not it's right to pursue these sorts of things. Okay. Did uh, some. If I get to my question, uh, just I don't think you meant this. Just post podcast. I'll post this. Um, are you saying that Christians shouldn't, because you said like, uh, if, if I hold you correctly, Christians shouldn't have the job of sending expensive toys to forge people. Now, I, I, this could be fall off, but are you saying like Christians just shouldn't have jobs that have like really high paying jobs? Like, for instance, like doctors. A surgeon is a high paying okay, job. Okay, right. But, but there's a difference between like... You know, removing a tumor right, from okay, an that's eight-year-old. I, I was just column. trying to get the context. Yeah, correct. Okay, okay. Um, so um, my my question to you, Jarvis, is what will is the line for you though? So like, if if I if someone that's for me, let's say, I bought a twenty twenty three, um, <coughs> Nissan, and uh, I just got the iPhone thirteen. It was that okay? Or like, where 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 was this line for you? Okay. Now let's say, like I, I just don't, I just I want to you like if from a church member to someone, mm -hmm. where is the line? It's like you know what, what you have, that's fine. I can I can support that. I can, I don't think that's going too much. Yeah, the 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 cheapy crappy four door sedan is equal to the nice four door sedan because they're both just four door sedans, but they're not crazy expensive four well, door sedans. And I, I know that you would agree with this, but like they're obviously not exactly the same because like if you buy buying a cheap car is more expensive than buying a middle of the road car because if you buy the cheap car, you pay for repair after yeah. repair after repair after repair. So I think there's a responsibility um, in that, and it so it's like okay, that's a great question. Well then, Travis, where do you draw the line? I I think a good place to start, and I'm gonna have to put a couple layers on this, is find out what is the middle of the road lifestyle and income um let's let's say you start with in your area okay yeah. but then if you live in celebration it's like you're going to come up with one number and if you live in my neighborhood you're going to come up with a very different uh number okay so so you start by saying what's the the middle of the road income and then after that you know let's say that everybody in the church concedes to living a life that's that's on that par and then after that, you start to have the conversation of like, okay, how much can I give? 
Like, what what do I have that is, it's not making my life any easier. It is idolatry. It is, you know, something that's, that's a vain pursuit. It doesn't advance the kingdom. It doesn't even really bring any um, lasting joy. Because, you know, there's a difference between, you know, the joy that you can get from, uh, you know, enjoying something... What, what would the word be? Not aesthetically, but it's like it, it, it enriches your soul versus it's hard for me to say that a Lamborghini enriches anyone's soul. Right. Um, so it's like, okay, once once I figured out what is the middle of the road income, um, what are the needs that I see in the church where, hey, this guy needs his car repaired, this kid wants to go to college, but like his parents aren't able to pay for it. And so, like, how can we help support this kid so that he can get a job and it's a it's a job that does glorify the kingdom? Because, you know, I brought up socialism earlier, and there are so many people who are so quick to say, like, well, the, the taxes should be higher so that we can provide these other things for other people who are really in need. And to me, that sounds, you know, people say, put your money where your mouth is. To me, that sounds like I want the government to put a gun to Eric's head and say, you must put your money yeah. where Travis's mouth is. Travis thinks this is important, and so now you must give your money to that, or else we will put you in jail for evading taxes, right? right? I'm going to raise taxes on everybody because of this thing that and Travis thinks is important. Okay. I think it also outsources charity, where it's like before the, the church really... And, and I say before, but this happens in modern-day America a lot, uh, where the church... Uh, it doesn't happen in most evangelical churches, but it happens, you know, let's say in Anabaptist, Mennonite um, type churches where they do really seek to serve and to, to bless each other. So, yeah, you ask, where's the line? I say, find out what's the standard middle of the road income and start there and then have your people be asking like, OK, what what can we give up for the sake of advancing the kingdom? And it's like as the kingdom becomes more and more beautiful to you, those things that you have to give up won't matter. Right. It's like that fancy I'm not saying that you can never travel, but it's like that fancy vacation, like first class flight, five star hotel, like the works that you just indulge on yourself and, and maybe your children. It's like to me, when when there are, when there are, uh, what, what's the word? Not carnal needs, but uh, needs of first degree. Mm. Um, and it, even in your community that aren't being met, it's like, I don't think that's up to you to make that decision. I got. But, I got one, Please. one, one more thing. Uh, kind of like the, is this a question for me? This is more of a, this is yes or no question. Um, maybe not a yes or no question, but just there, <laughs> just short answers. Is when you do see someone with a Lamborghini, what is the first thing that comes to your mind? And the, this, this, this is something I'm going the with. Words, this. Lamborghini. Uh, the Lamborghini about the person. About the person. There's something I'm going okay. with. Trust me. So what's the, when you see someone driving a Lamborghini, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? That person's rich. That person's rich. Yeah, same. Uh, same. Nice car. Nice car. I like like I don't think anything about the person unless they're driving like an idiot. Oh. Okay, so <laughs> you say nice car, which you would say the same thing. Yeah, they could be renting okay. it, but like this person cares about being seen in a Lamborghini. Oh, okay, so they care. Okay, um, so there's something that Sam I can't help me out here, Eric. That Sam said that on Saturday he said is when we were having that real conversation but you said like what people see about us you're saying like is it a sin if oh the appearance of the appearance evil. appearance mm -hmm. of evil okay, well does so, the bible specifically tell us to avoid the appearance of evil and the yeah. answer is yes okay, okay. so there we go. okay so appearance of evil all right so 
I'm not saying like, see, oh, when I post a Twitch, it's appearance of evil. But, um, I, it goes to my what I originally said is like, why, what was the reason that you're looking at this is to feel good. Because I, I would say, this, this, this might be a bad context, but I'm saying like, if I, Christian, went out there wearing a pride shirt and wearing a pride flag, and people, this yeah. conversation we said earlier is the appearance of pride, is like people are going to assume that I'm gay, I'm supporting them, all this. Or yeah, Even though I'm not white. Even though I'm not, like, they don't know me, blah, say, blah, but, like, it's the appearance of it. Okay, so I just want to qualify something. That the appearance of evil, um, are we talking about any and everybody, or are we talking about Christian specifically? Also Christian specifically. Okay, cool. Okay. So, um... Well, I, I've kinda, got a lot to say, but... I, I kinda, I'm kind of with... Can we just hold each other in our thoughts? Because <laughs> I feel like you and I have... Okay, keep going. I'm kind of with Travis's point. It's like, I, I don't think... I think it's okay to buy Lamborghini. But, like, it is one of those things that's like... Why? Like, is it... Is it, is it something that you... You can see, again, you can see this for a lot of things, but Travis made a good point. There is a big difference of like, hey, I just bought the new iPhone because blah, blah, it helps me with this, this, and this, and this. Buy a Lamborghini, it's just going to make me, like the focus is on me. Well, the I didn't even respond on... to the, the new iPhone and the, the 2023, whatever right. it was. But like, but the focus, the Lamborghini, all the focus is on me. There's no, I'm, if I saw honest and like this could be just me my sinful heart but if i saw someone pulling up with a lamborghini at church my instant thought would be wow like this guy's trying to show off there's no like why on earth there's are you telling me you have all if you have failed to buy a lamborghini you're telling me that you can't drive in here with some another car like you're trying there's a reason you drove in here with a lamborghini and that is to show off because I'm asking, it's because like why else would he drive in here with? Like what well, he had, if he can afford a Lamborghini, he can afford a normal car. Like he's trying to put the attention on him, especially if you're going to church. The tension is not going to be about God. Like everyone's going to be, everyone's going to be talking. About, hey, do you see that green Lamborghini outside? That's insane. Then right after church, everyone's going to that green Lamborghini. Like oh my gosh, like no, it's like well, what, what kind of image? All the fifteen-year-olds. What kind of what kind of image? So so he's trying to say like what? And I I think it's kind of I'm not. I'm on the side of, like, I think you can buy one, but, like, the things you do buy, be careful, because it is the image that you're putting on yourself. You're the one, like, is it, it's going to, it's pretty much saying it's all about me. I'm trying to look good. I'm trying to, so that, that's, that's where my argument would be. I'm like, be careful what you buy, hmm. because people will think that, and and even if you don't say, like, you'd be a fool if you said, oh, people who drive Lamborghinis are not trying to look cool. They are. I'm a fool. They are 100%. I don't know what you... This is the problem with the conversation, is that it is inevitable that subjectivity is tied to this. Yes. Um, so, the idea with the... the uh, just to say real quick, the, uh, the appearance of evil, and why I, I, I brought up... A, um, right away that this is probably going to come down to conscience is you know this is tied to also the, the conversation we had with disney is that for instance the, the the with the appearance of evil right so culturally there might be things that might give the appearance of evil 
that in other cultures don't. And okay, so you do as the culture uh, states, I guess. I I would take a small issue with that, and maybe it's a semantic thing, but it's like the question is who gets to define what's evil? Like mm-hmm. what is? And I agree, evil? yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and evil, evil is that which is against the will of God, right? Right, but. If it, when Paul says the appearance of evil, he's also talking about dealing with outsiders in that context as well. Okay. So it's not necessarily void of that. But or was it P- Paul or Peter? It's still it's still the appearance of evil. It's right. not the appearance of what other people might not like. Well, so so for example, Timothy, if I've got two people, two Christians uh, that are visiting my church from Ghana, mm-hmm. and they're friends, it's it's custom in their. Uh, country to hold hands while they're walking down the street. Mm-hmm. This has the appearance of evil for Christians in our country because it seems homosexual to do that. I think that might be an oversensitivity issue. And it's like, look, it's... Like, That's exactly what everybody's going to say about any of this. <laughs> no, <laughs> not, but I'd say, like, there, there's nothing evil about two men holding hands. Like, if you there's go to nothing, Thailand, if you go to Ghana, There's nothing go to evil about uh, driving a Lamborghini, especially I, if you pay for it. I think it. there is evil in deciding to spend a quarter million dollars on something okay but wait that, hang on okay. uh, spending a quarter million dollars on something that is lavish that is strictly you know to to call attention to yourself instead of using that money in a more kingdom focused manner but but by your own argument and by your own justification there could be a community where the middle income nope. That because remember that was only step one. And what was step, step two? And then in step process? two is that everything else is provided for. No, hang on, no, that, every, so, that hang on. everyone else. Step one is I find out what the middle of the road in my community is. Yeah. And if I live in like Simi Valley, California, that might be the middle of the road. And then what was step two again? That the community and that the. Nope. Hang on. That that I asked myself. Was... Oh, if if this money could go for benefiting others. What can I give up? For the furtherance of the kingdom of God, but but here's the thing that like, would like it's not going to hurt my family. It's not going to so so like heated seats, sinful then, right? Um, I mean, if, do you live in Minnesota? It's like I, what but what like, is what's what's the cost to benefit ratio here? See, <laughs> what I would what I would argue is <laughs> that that's a that's a Travis mentality. Hang on, yes, how, mu- how much does it cost? To uh, add the heated seat feature no, on your car, no, I think no, you like do seven, have like to do seven thousand no, dollars. No, no, it costs seven thousand well, dollars to be, add heated seats. The trim, because like if you're buying a new car, like the difference between trim levels, okay, it can depending on the brand and all that can is typically like like three to seven thousand dollar jump. And you know, okay. like it's not just heated seats; and, it's yeah, power lift say. gate and whatever. But okay, but I would say if it, if there's a seven thousand dollar difference between the only difference in my car is I have heated seats or I don't have heated seats, and I decide to spend that money on myself. Like, I would say that's arrogant. Like that's but not that's, sinful. Arrogance is a sin. Okay, uh, okay, sure. So, okay, so the, 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 again, the problem is that none of this, what you're saying, is explicitly explicitly expressed in in uh, scripture. What are the things that are explicitly expressed in scripture with regard to money? Well, let's say it's it's. I mean, I don't know if this technically has to do with money, but let's say it's it's better to give. Than to receive, right? Now, is it always a sin to? Well, go ahead. Right. Um, As far as uh, you know, you have Jesus commenting on the widow who gave two cents. That's what I was thinking. And Mm -hmm. she's more blessed, or whatever. Why did? Why is it that she had given more? Because that's all she She had. She gave everything. Yeah. It cost her to give. Okay. Can I ask you a question? I feel like, well, I want to hear Miguel and David's answers first. You're the Bible college student, so you might know the. um, What What is the sin of Sodom? 
that they that they wanted what they could not have wasn't were you gonna say the lust of the what eyes? Was the sin when Ezekiel? So I get like he, the sin of Sodom is homosexuality, whatever. When Ezekiel right. says God destroyed Sodom, he yeah. says he destroyed Sodom because. Well, I don't know Ezekiel be, that, be, that because was, uh, um, because he offered his daughters and they and that wasn't enough and they wanted more. He doesn't it? say anything about the daughters about homosexuality, right, I don't think which is like you know we always say oh remember Sodom and Gomorrah homosexuality yeah, yeah. is bad which I get it and there's a real sense in which you would say that. Homosexuality is also to be related to, to Sodom and Gomorrah. But Ezekiel says, God destroyed Sodom because they had fatness of flesh while they, while there were people who are starving in their mm. midst that they did not provide for. Yeah. There was no equity among them. There was no there was no charity among them. Yeah, and, and there are people who are rich <coughs> enough to afford a Lamborghini and still provide for it. But you know this. And, and still, okay, there are people who are rich enough to... Because I want to make sure we're meeting both of those conditions. Yeah. There are people who are rich enough to afford a Lamborghini yeah. and to alleviate all poverty, which if you're talking it, about like... No, you know, they're community. Like, but that becomes a God complex. Well, hold on. But continue. And, and to alleviate all poverty and then to still be able to afford it. Because it's like, look, yes. if, if I can find need and like if, if someone is, is destitute and wanton of their, of their daily bread and I still can say... But it is better for me to spend a quarter million dollars on a Lamborghini for myself. I, no, I'd let's say, say like they're let's say they're spending money on their community. They're making sure the community is taken care of. Okay. They're, they're, then where do you go if all the poverty in your community is yeah, being taken care of? But you're saying that you should, you ought to, and I'm saying that the scriptures don't explicitly say that because again, you can go to Sodom, but why not use Abraham? Why not use Solomon? So you tell me there's no poor people during Solomon's time? No. Or, and are you holding up Solomon as a paragon of, what of righteousness? I'm, no, but what I'm saying is that <laughs> God didn't judge Solomon for that. So you can't apply because God judged Sodom for that. that, that therefore, it, it, it it's a judgment Did for God judge time. Solomon for his polygamy? I, I don't know. I, I mean, if you're saying God did not judge Solomon for that, and the, my evidence is that it never explicitly says in the Bible that he did that, yeah. you could say the same thing about polygamy. Well, actually, well, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that God judged anybody for polygamy at that time. He even says to David that I gave you, yeah, I gave you your, your adversaries, yeah, yeah, and I would have given you more if you had asked for mm. it. So it's like, I, that's that's the problem. Is that the reason isn't that I wouldn't disagree with you? on a Lamborghini or, or on specific issues. Yeah. It's just, and I say Lamborghini specifically because it's, an it's obvious, a quarter million dollar car. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those things that stands yeah. out, right? But the problem is that the way that you're going to apply these foreseen, foreseen or what you see as principles yeah. is going to be the Travis way. And that's where you're going to run into to the issues because I guarantee you, because I think there's other issues to talk about, obviously, um, that... Once we get into that, we're not going to agree. And then it becomes that issue of like, well, you're going to see it as a sin. I'm not going to see it as a sin. I think that's I, a big and problem. And all I'm saying is that while they're, while the line might, might not be clear exactly where it exists between $800 smartphone and $250,000 luxury car, I think it's safe to say that the line is somewhere between those two numbers. I think I, I, think can, I agree with you as a middle class person. Which I think is the is the key there. Like 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 for you and I to get a quarter of a million dollar car, that is years of labor and work and all this. But for some of these guys, it's days. Yeah. Or <laughs> or yeah, like minutes. Yeah, I just I think to Eric's point earlier that like 
somebody from, <clears throat> you know, a, a third world country would come and look and go like, hey, like, you guys live extremely lavishly. Like, why wouldn't you sell or downsize or downgrade to to do this, you know? And I think someone from, you know, Simi Valley, California would be like, ooh, it's rough there in Kissimmee, you know? And it's like, you know, objectively, is it rough? No. Is it cushy? Yeah, objectively, it is. Mm. And so, <clears throat> you know, like, I just... I, I have a real hard time, and that's really why I think, like, you know, not, not, and sincerely not, like, tooting my own horn. Like, I had the best answer, like, but I think that's why my answer is, like, what does the rest of their life look like? Like, have, are they giving of their time and giving of their money and giving of their attention and they're still able to have this Lamborghini? Then, like, I, d I don't think it's sinful. And, like, like, when Dave was, like, the appearance of evil, I'm, like, the having a Lamborghini's evil. Like I, I I have such a hard time sitting there and being like, that is the face of evil. And so and like right. I don't I don't see that being the case. You know, like I just on so many fronts I have a, I have trouble just being like Lamborghini, evil guy. Especially when <laughs> especially like when I think there are some people that would look at someone with a Lamborghini and be like, wow the Lord has really blessed them in their career or in their work or in their labor oh, to be able to hold up though. Like I, I'm not, I'm not saying that I would say it, but like, I, I think I, I, I I'm I, just saying that view is completely like foreign to all of church history. I, and not just because Lamborghinis didn't exist. My, for, yeah, <laughs> most of it. Yeah. my, my defense of it would be, like I, I, I unless probably, you're Catholic, actually the Catholics would yeah work would say that I, I, it's, yeah it's yeah they worked hard. My defense of it would be like, hey they've they've been blessed in the sense that like clearly they've they've been they have they have money um, like and not like that they can spend on themselves but like the the fruit of their labor has paid off. Um, but I, I I would be very very like. Hey, that that's not the Lamborghini itself is not proof of God's hand in that. Um, so when we were on break, quote unquote, um, and you mentioned two kingdoms, and and I know you've mentioned uh, Anabaptists uh, prior to this, um, like. Several years ago, I really became invested in an in understanding about Anabaptist, and I was, can you define that for me? Uh, the the word Anna Anna just means baptized again, like Anabaptist, okay. and uh, it's they because were, they were saying if you're Catholic and you've been baptized as a baby, you need to be baptized as a believer. Yeah, okay. they were the first Baptists, but the reason why Baptists don't call themselves Anabaptists has to do with because there were a wide variety of Anabaptist group, and some were very radical and more political than they were really but, but what's the stance of like an anabaptist in terms of your with regard to money is, yeah. is oh man class and heist which is simplicity contentedness okay um it's like you know you you'll you'll live a life that is simple like you won't um i mean some of them would even go so far as to say like why why would i buy a tv like what how does that add any gospel centrality or, or um 
you know, kingdom value to my to my life or to my home or to my children. And, and it certainly seems like it in virtually every circumstance, it does far more harm than good. And so I'm not going to do that. Um, but then like, it, you know, just I'm not going to wear a $7,000 watch. I'm not going to drive a, a $120,000 car. Um, you know, I'm going to drive the type of car that I need. I'm going to, you know, maybe wear a watch. Like, so I, I know the time, maybe have a smartphone because I need it for work, but, uh, anything above and beyond what it takes for me to, you know, live my life, work my job, provide for my wife, kids, um, I'm going to give to the work of the kingdom. Um, so that commitment to simplicity is really the main theological distinctive of Anabaptists when it comes to money. Okay. Sorry, continue your argument. Uh, so yeah, no, I was uh, really into that. I was actually uh, arguing for their case uh, to people when, when that conversation would be brought up by me or just what happened. But um, the... So like, I could find myself, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll join, let's say, an Anabaptist community. I join them. I have a very simple life. Um, the that, that's not necessarily a problem. The problem is that can I then say that those who don't follow me in that pursuit are sinning? Because at that point, then you have to say that a lot of Christian groups are not Christian groups right. because they're not doing that. And if and if they can do it, everyone else can do it too. Because if the Anabaptists can, do yeah. If the, an, if, the Anabaptist, right, 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 right. if the Anabaptists can forego. And a car and, yeah. or forego television yeah. than other Christians could. Yeah. So by default, then the other Christians are sinning by taking in the luxury oh, yeah, absolutely. of television. One hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, but so the problem that I have with this, or any, not any question, but like a lot of these questions, it's the, the reason the question comes up, which you know is ex, uh, sinful to do, is because there's not um, usually enough explicit material in the, the scriptures. There's like principles. But then in a guide to apply them, okay, I might be a little controversial here, but I don't think that what we have as far as scriptures is sufficient for that. This is why we come to this, this impasse is because even Paul talked about it this way when it was just coming about, you know, eating food sacrificed to idols. He didn't believe that, you know, any food that was sacrificed to idols, like magically that it was, cursed was magically or, yeah. cursed. Um but then he, he says, you know, I don't want you guys to be partakers of the table with demons, which is like, well, all right, Paul, can what you explain it? that? He doesn't explain it. So it's like, <laughs> all right. Uh, so you're like, you've got people with, uh, according to Paul, weak conscious consciousnesses. Consciences. Right? Consciences, not consciousness. Consciences and people who have a, a, a more higher understanding. So then if we take the higher understanding, we realize that nothing is actually tainted. Nothing. <clears throat> For we can forego those things for the sake of the person with the weak conscience so that they don't see me uh, doing something that they think is sinful and then they feel like, okay, and I really don't understand this argument from Paul, but is what he says, so that they won't stumble. Um, and the reason I don't understand that is because if it is sinful and they think it's sinful, why would they think that if I do it, all of a sudden it's good? Like, I didn't just affirm that it's good. I just affirmed to them it's sinful. So that would only, that wouldn't cause them to stumble. Unless they think it's good, 
in which case it is good. So what's the problem? But it's like then, you know, Paul says in Romans 14, whatever's not done in faith is sin. And I have an issue with that because it's like, you know, when it talks about the appearance of evil and all these things, like if I see a church that is bending their teachings to the will of those who are weak in conscience, and they think, let's say, drinking alcohol is sinful when I know it's not, and now you have a church who feels that drinking alcohol is sinful and anybody who does so is sinning, mm -hmm. that to me is a sin. Mm -hmm. And that to me has the appearance of evil. So it's like, then what do you do? And I think that, though Paul doesn't necessarily explain it in the writings, I don't think that it is um, feasible to just continuously bend your will to those with weak consciences. I think there was also, by his writing, uh, uh, supposed to be a revelation that none of this stuff is evil. Well, and a boldness. You know, I'm a, sorry, bold, a boldness in communicating boldness. that. Right. So it's like, um, if it said, you know, so it's like, okay, because you talked about idealism and pragmatism. And it's like, yeah, I, I share, like, I don't have an issue with the ideals with Anabaptism or the ideals that you're talking about. I know, though that eventually we're going to come to a head. Even if you and I agree, I'm going to have Christians that don't agree. So one of the things that I had mentioned was like, because people talked about should there be a dress code in church? And I'm like, no. And it's not, um, my, my issue with people dressing uh, in, in church isn't that they dress down too much, it's that they dress up too much. Mm -hmm. I, I was taking it as an offense when people were doing their Sunday best because I'm like, with the same thing with a Lamborghini, how much does that suit cost? How much do those shoes cost? How about that shiny watch that you got? You know, and you're looking your best. Well, there's a there's a difference. Like I wear a tie to church on Sundays, right? But like, the clothes I wear are very not expensive. Like I'm, I'm like, is everything I typically wear a Goodwill buy, or just most? Yeah, and, but, but I I get what you mean. Yeah, and especially if you go to church in celebration, it's like. You might have a guy wearing a nine thousand dollar watch, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, okay, go. Ahead. Well, I was just gonna say, like, and and the caveat to that too, though, like, and, and I wish kind of David were here to hear that is. Oh I yeah, think, David left by the way. <laughs> um, I think I think you're gonna have a lot of people who dress up so much because it's an appearance thing of like, well, like you wear your Sunday's best to church because like, if you don't, other people are gonna look at you. Yeah. And they'd be like. Oh, and then I think they're going to be, those are like, no, I wear my Sunday's best to church because I want to present myself in, I wouldn't go and stand before a king in rags if I could present myself before a king in, you know, whatever nice my attire. best is. Yeah, you know? exactly. So, yeah, it's but, like if, if I was invited to the White House or even like when you go to court, you right. don't wear like shorts, cut off jorts and a, and a wife beater. Unless like, you're on like. Judge Jerry's I was going to say, like, Judge yeah. Judy, whatever. See, like, and I, I had... Oh, no, I'm, I'm talking Jerry Springer. Isn't there, like, oh. a court, like, a Judge I'm, Jerry Springer court now? Probably. There is. I, yeah, there is. I was like, I, I think I, I saw a trailer. Unbelievable. But, uh, uh, so, no, what I was saying is, like, I, I know people have talked about it that way, or I, I remember, um, who's the guy that does Wretched? Todd Friel. Yeah, he was like, you wouldn't uh, come to a job interview dressed up in like a, just a t-shirt and jeans or whatever. Right. And 
my my argument against that is that God himself specifically says, do you think that I'm a man that I judge by appearance? Mm. <laughs> like, it's actually offensive to God to think that, oh, you can somehow impress me with your garb. Well, I see you naked I, all the time. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think even that it's so much that. Like, the way I would put it reverence. is like the way, well, sure, reverence to God, but I think the way that you show reverence to God is a, a contrite heart, right. that you love mercy, that you seek after justice, humility, those sorts of things. But it's like, when I when I put on a tie to go to church and I don't put on a tie to go to work, I don't put on a tie to work to work out to uh, I don't I don't put on a tie to go, you know, to lunch with my friends. I yeah. think that communicates something to my daughter or, you know, not right now because she's barely sentient. Um, I mean, Ask her if she wants to get baptized. Well, she can't respond. So we can't baptize her because we see it neither demonstrated or commanded in the New Testament. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, like it, it communicates to others or like if I go to church and, and, you know, my church, people do show up in shorts and flip flops. And I don't I don't think condemning thoughts of, like, oh, they should be more like me. But it's like my hope, especially because I'm in a position of ministry leadership in the church, is that when the youth see me dress like that and I don't dress like that even on, on Wednesday nights. But it's like, man, OK, apparently this guy takes seriously what it is that we're here to do on on Sundays and it's like I'm I do not shame any of them if anything like we've had female leaders have to talk to some girls very uh carefully and and lovingly and graciously about like you know certain things that they might wear and that's been very rare in our church in the seven years that I've been doing the ministry I think there have been two times that we've had to do that and um but anyway just it, it's not oh I'm trying to impress God but it is that I want to demonstrate to those that I'm gathered with, hey, this is something that I I am so thrilled to be here. Just like if I was invited into the presence of a king or to a banquet or something like, you know, where's your wedding garment? Oh, well, I'm going to cast you out. I'm, I'm not thinking that the Lord of the Feast is going to cast me out. He right. welcomed beggars, all that kind of stuff. But I do want to convey a sense of like gravitas about what it is that we're there to do. Right. And so that's that's where your disposition is. Now, I cannot, by looking at you, understand that that's your disposition. Mm -hmm. You and can't, I, by looking at me... Yeah, understand that that's your disposition. Like, that's... On your, a Sunday morning, you're saying? That, yeah, he, that, that he's not looking at you and going, oh, he's doing this to impart gravitas, as opposed to he's doing this God. to yeah, okay. uh, keep it up with the Joneses, okay. right. who are also... Okay. And so that that will... that eventually... And that's fine. Like I Sometimes I have students that ask me, and so I'll tell them, but it's like, it's not... I, I'm not in a position where I think it's sinful to do otherwise. And I said the TV thing, and I pretty, I'm pretty sure I specifically didn't use the word sin when I talked about yeah. most Mennonites in TV, because it's like, they would just say, I don't see value, I don't see how it adds value, and I see that it's dangerous. Now, for someone else, maybe it does add value. Maybe, you know, they watch The Chosen or whatever. I'm Which, have you watched that? No, I haven't. It's worth watching. Struggle okay. through the first two episodes, and then it's actually pretty good. Okay. Um, and, and, and... Right, I don't. I don't think any of us are going to disagree with what you said, but there are people who do. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And they are. They uh, a lot of times add the word sin in there. Yeah, and and like you said, if you have a congregation of people who say alcohol is sinful, then to put that label on alcohol is a sin. Yeah. But it's like, where where am I going to for my standard? I I would say I'm going to scripture. Yeah. They would say they're going to scripture. The difference is I'm I can actually go to scripture. Well, yes, but this is, so this is the, this has always been the issue, and it's like, um, 
there is not a clearly defined line out there when, uh-huh. when, when these things, right? And it's like, can you trust a bunch of corrupted, you know, corrupted people? I'll just leave it at that because I could use a bunch of adjectives, but mm-hmm. corrupted people to somehow... Sinners. Yeah, sinners to somehow not cross that line. And I'd say no. To not get those things wrong, yeah. you're saying? Right. Uh you're correct. Yeah, right. my my faith is not in them to get all those lines drawn in the no right, right, right. coordinates. Well, I mean, but you would include yourself. Uh, yeah, I, I would, but the it's kind of like that thing. Uh, I think John MacArthur said, and it's like, I think I'm right about everything. Yeah, I know I'm not right about everything. Right, but I think I'm right about issue X. If I thought I was wrong, right. I would just not think that thing anymore. Absolutely, like so. That... It's like I, I think it's just a what's called epistemic humility, where it's like I. I Here's my conviction, like with infant baptism, like with alcohol, like with, you know, uh, two kingdoms, uh, use of force, money. Like, here's my conviction. And I'm humble enough to say, like, look, if if, if you can make an argument, if you can take me to scripture, then I'm, I might be wrong on this. Now, there are people that I know. There are people, oh, man, like I, I'm thinking of a specific person right now. Mm. It's not anyone that you guys know. But it's like, they have no epistemic humility about certain things. It's like, I know that this is the way it is. And I've had people, I've had a pastor tell me, uh, even if you could show me, even if you could take me through scripture and sh- and like argue for Calvinism, I still wouldn't buy it. Right. And it's like, mm. huh? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> like that. I, I feel like you just renounced the faith right yeah. there, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. Right. So... Yeah, it's like you you just have to have enough humility to acknowledge that like okay, I could be wrong. I'm I'm open to reason. And the thing is, what you're trusting the Holy Spirit to do in all of this is not that he's going to align every single person on every single issue. But what you are entrusting him to do is to be continually more and more drawing each individual's life more in alignment with his revealed will and with his character and nature, and then to advance his own ends through that. Right. Um, So, okay, so I'm just going to backtrack. So if we know, like, even ourselves, we're capable of crossing the line, right? There's two ways to go about it then. One, you realize that and you accept it and you're like but we're still gonna try Mm -hmm. and take the risk which i I would say is a guarantee you're gonna end up crossing the line Mm. uh or you take the approach that because we will cross the line let's not try to define any of this Mm. and let's just go by the conscience uh because even though we can all make very good arguments as to for example I'm going to say louder, not that we all agree right now, but let's say we all were to agree on the Lamborghini issue. We can all make good arguments. There still is, I think, a, a necessary humility needed. Well, that's redundant, but a necessary humility uh, to say that we could still be wrong, even though we all agreed. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm with you. Right. I've yet to hear that argument specifically with regard to the Lamborghini. The Lamborghini that has persuaded me the other way. But and and here's here's why I'm why I choose this specific question and and everything. It's like okay, you take the you take Bob, and Bob's like, okay, I'm 
you know, I have $10 million, I'm going to spend a quarter million dollars on this Lamborghini, and you tell him, hey, like, you're, you're someone who claims to be a follower of Christ, and so I just want to, look, let me just lay out some options for you. You could get, let's even say, like, a, a new Tesla, and you could give $150,000 to all these other, like, people who are in need. You could buy, you know, however many mosquito nets, and you could literally be saving children from malaria and death, and, and you could buy you know, vitamin A shots and, and save children from blindness and death and all, all these things in, in underdeveloped countries and still be driving a, like, you know, we could say that the line is even south of the brand new Tesla and we could argue, we could have that argument, but it's like you've already cut the cost more than in half and the guy says, nah, I'm I'm still going to go ahead and buy right. uh, the Lamborghini. Yeah. And it's like, uh, again, these are not our resources and it's like, well, okay, I'll, I'll think about giving X amount of resource, X amount of my extra that I don't really need anyway to God, and that'll be my act of worship to Him. Is like I trim the fat off my steak that I didn't want anyway, and then I throw that on the altar. Yeah. Or uh, you know that I, I I can do without this, and so I'm going to give it. It's like um, God is God is honored when our giving causes. Uh, I don't want to, like, pain is the word that comes to mind, but, like, it costs me something. You know, when, when it, if it costs me nothing to give, then it's like I, what, what I have given cannot rightly be called a sacrifice. Okay, so I'm not going to, like, disagree with, with any of that because uh, I want, you said I still haven't heard an argument, right? And it's like um, – the, the argument I'm making is not necessarily that the Lamborghini is sinful or isn't. Okay, because... Well, obviously, because it's metal. Um, to have one, to buy one, if okay. you have the money, right? Um, that in every circumstance, it's sinful. That's not... I'm not trying to argue that. Well, I know. Right? Because that's the word every, if you use the word every in there. Or, yeah. or, or even deal with that issue. I'm going to kind of sidestep it. And it's not because I don't, I don't want to... Um, I'm trying to avoid it because I don't have a good answer there, but it's it's more that I want to display the problem with the question, and that is, you know, I I I don't know you guy your guy's bank account personally. I don't want to know. This is just completely hypothetical. If you guys have money saved up, this is a for example. When is that line drawn where you're hoarding, where you're you're, you're storing up, you know? Uh, supplies or whatever, more food in a barn, like the rich man was, right? And it's okay, like, and and pause, yeah, and then you continue. I would just say that that is somewhere less than a quarter million dollars. But go ahead. No, but but it's fine. But like again, if God is saying that the widow gave more than mm -hmm. than the rich man because and it was just two cents, that's all she had. He's not going to judge you by what we're calling objective standards by our culture. What's what's middle class? He's not going to judge you that way. Mm -hmm. He's going to judge you perfectly, mm -hmm. which. It's not fathomable to you, so... And, and I would say, he's going to judge me based on, well, the blood of Christ, but, like, when, <laughs> right. when my works are judged, I'm going to be judged uh, according to whether all of my finances were in subjection to the kingdom of God. Right. Even so, the money that I spent on myself, it's like, yeah. okay, I, I paid this bill, or I took my wife out to dinner for our anniversary, or, or whatever. It's like that, that, you know, things being su subject to the kingdom of God doesn't mean 
that you give them to the church or give them to a charity, but it's like even the things that I do buy for myself, yeah. I'm doing so with an eye toward the kingdom and toward holiness. Sorry, I, potentially weak theology on my part. Um, is he going to bother to judge your works? Oh, yeah. So, like, well, go ahead. Well, no, no, no. Give, give, give me that. Give me that. Break well, that down Well, it's me. like what we see in the scripture <laughs> is that everyone will be judged by their works. Right. Um, now, I, I'd, I'd say I'm still with this aspect of the theology where I, where I grew up on. It's like toward the end of the book of Revelation, you have the passage that says, you know, everybody stood in front of God, and then all the books were open. Mm -hmm. And out of all of those books, every deed that every person committed is judged. And that person is judged according to their works. So okay, like, which means, uh-oh, for all of us. That means right. we're all condemned. Okay, <laughs> and then... Another book is open, which is the Lamb's Book of Life, and in if your name is found written in that book, so that's the name of all the elect from before the foundation of the world, it's like, if your name is found written in the book of, of the Lamb's Book of Life, then you're welcomed into uh, the, the eternal kingdom of God, and if it's not found written in the uh, Lamb's Book of Life, then you're cast into outer darkness forever. Right. But you I like, the, the works so, will still be judged. But they just don't matter. I, I'm and, not and, even going to say they I'm, don't matter, I'm, but it's like, because then we get into the whole Romans 6, like, well, then let's just go on sinning well, because grace is going to abound anyway. Well, no, well, but here's, but here's the thing, like, and, and this is kind of, I'm really glad the argument took this turns because I was thinking, I was like, man, like so much of what you're saying sounds like works-based, not necessarily salvation, but works-based faith. And it's like, you know, and that's why I think that only lends argument works -based to works-based faith. What do you mean by that? He means like uh, you, your what you do determines your status before God. Yeah, uh, like, if, like how many but, more mosquito nets could could have this gone to? And it's like it's like you know what though? Like ultimately, like that doesn't impact your salvation or even and and, and here no, he, he cracked his neck. Oh, yeah, I, I, I was just saying. <laughs> well, because like because I was like wait, wait, then I need to jump to my yeah. my end no. argument quickler, Qu quickler, quickler, <laughs> quickler. <laughs> <laughs> quicker and more quickly um you know so and and you know so it doesn't affect it doesn't affect the it doesn't affect your salvation and I, I, you as a calvinist and i think you're gonna hate this argument doesn't affect anyone else's salvation whether you invest in mosquito netting or not regardless though well, I you think can that, even go further and say whether or not you gave was already predetermined anyway but 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 I, but I think the argument lends itself more to Eric's side where, and I, I don't think conscious it, or is, is the, the pinnacle there, but yeah. uh, conviction, like, mm -hmm. Hey, you know, like you have the conviction of like, you know, like, could this money go to mosquito netting and, and, and saving lives and all this? Well then, yeah, like then you shouldn't buy the Lambo, but you know, like if ultimately that the works don't, and when I say the works don't matter, I don't mean like, you know, then we should go on sinning, but I think when I say the works don't matter, I mean like my heart's been changed by Christ. How is that evidenced? Well, that's that's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Through the works. Like, I, well, yeah. It, and and but it's like if I so let's say I see my my baby girl crying and I know she wants milk and I go, "Well, pfft, whether or not I feed her is not going to impact my standing before God. So it's like, why am I going to bother? Like, I'm, you know, looking at some spicy memes right now. Like, why am I going to bother to go warm up the milk? And uh, 
it, it's like it's not like I'm trying to placate God and it's like God is angry with me every cent that I don't spend on a mosquito net. It's like, look, here's something that it is my joy to do. It's like, I've already been saved. God has already right. taken it's, care of it's, all that. It's but it's like, joy. here's, it's, yeah, Travis, like, it's your joy to alleviate the suffering of the needy. But it's not like that's a command that God gives to his people. But, and I would say, well, yeah, it people, is. It's, hmm. it's joyful to go and teach children in youth ministry and to other people it's joy to go and feed the homeless in a homeless ministry is it sinful that the person who did the homeless ministry then went home and kicked up their feet and rested well no because you would then argue rest and sabbath uh went home and you know uh and enjoyed themselves in some physical way that somebody might argue is not rest um, you know, and, and it's like, well, no, like it's, it's this, both are serving in their conviction and in, and in, in, in to their calling. And I like that you had to do some gymnastics to actually, you know, to, but you, you found, you found your way to the, the question, but it's like when people say things like that, say things like what? Well, kind of when people make that argument, um, the, of, of what you just said, the, that, that sort one of one serves in one ministry, one serves another and okay. Yeah. Or, or, you know, this person could be more productive toward the kingdom, but instead he did something physically enjoyable. Uh, you know, whatever that is. It's like, um, when I hear <laughs> things like that, well, there, there's two ways to receive something like that. A person can go, well, yeah, that person's right. I'm not living at a hundred percent you know, commitment to the kingdom. Uh, and therefore let's just stop having this conversation so that I'm not made more uncomfortable about the way that my fan, my finances are not completely submitted to the kingdom. Um, so that that's one way to receive. And I would say that's the majority of the time how I've received, uh, comebacks like that. Mm -hmm. It's like, uh, you know, some people will say, what about ism or whatever, where it's like, yeah. well, what about the fact that you do this and you know, you, you work out on, on Mondays and it's like, do you really need, all that uh yeah do you, so, do you need to lift a heavier weight yeah it's like do you, do, isn't that vain or people will even say that it's vain like i'm you know posting <laughs> instagram pictures vain. <laughs> yeah well and other people that i know but it's like i'm not posting pictures on instagram anyway but it's like okay when people say well what about the fact that you uh i don't know have a guitar and or you have two guitars and you can't play two guitars at the same time mm. uh so it's like hey shouldn't you have not bought that other guitar uh, when I, when you hear things like that, there's a temptation to be like, huh, that person is right. I'm, I'm not a hundred percent committed and I don't want to go to the difficult places where pursuing total yieldedness would take me. That's where I've usually gone with this conversation. And now it's like, man, I've, I've been given an opportunity to preach the word of God on labor, which means also on finances, on, uh, on money, stewardship. on stewardship of, of God's resources. And so it's like, I don't want to get up there with a, with a heart that is duplicitous. You know, I, I don't want, it's now, you know, uh, Eric, I believe you brought up the thing about having a savings account. It's like, well, where is the line? And it's like, okay, I get that there can come a point where you have so much money that you're hoarding to yourself. And it's not, it's not even out there invested doing any good for, for anyone. It's like, um, it's it's just sitting in a hole in the ground, and I would say that that's foolish. Um, but I I would hope that we would say that you know that line is not uh, like wherever we can draw that line that it is less than a quarter million dollars. Um, but but then is it not worth finding where that line is? 
Well, and again, I, I, I gave my two principles where I but, say I think it's... Right, but what I'm trying to say about that is that God ultimately defines the line, mm-hmm. right? And since we do not have a God-given definition of the line, then you're going to then place a burden heavier on a brother or sister than you ought to, mm-hmm. and therefore sin. So, so example, like... Heavier than I ought to. Yeah. I, I'd say that the burden I need to be reminding my brothers and sisters of well you know christ has borne our burdens or, or he, he take my yoke upon you my my yoke is easy my burden is light but it's like the burden i need to be reminding them of is like hey whatever you do in word or in deed like do it all for the glory of god right and every every cent that you earn like submit it to the kingdom that doesn't mean give it to your pastor but you know right. what i mean okay so go yeah, ahead and and so again like that ideal i'm not necessarily i'm not obviously going to argue against it's so because we were talking about idealism and pragmatism right and it's like i am an idealist Mm -hmm. and i have a very strong desire to make it happen like to make it pragmatic right Mm -hmm. the problem is with these ideals is that they're not pragmatic well yeah right so (laughs) so the the thing is then what is the what is the most beneficial thing you can do and it's like well so right if, if we were, because the Bible uses this uh, metaphor, I guess, for, I mean, for a lot of things, but it uses garden mm-hmm. for sometimes the people of God. Let's say there's a garden and you have one bush with 20 fruit mm. and you have one bush with this one little fruit. Mm. There's still evidence, mm-hmm. but if the bush with 20 fruit is saying to the one with one fruit, hey, because... Yes, that's good that you have this one fruit, but you should have more fruit. Mm. I think that that is putting the burden because you don't tend the garden. He could have more fruit, mm. but the point is he has fruit. Mm. And I mean, well, and, and I'd say that's that's a fair point. Um, as long as you bear in mind, like some people, they produce little fruit because they're lazy. And I don't mean yeah. fruit as in money. Like right, some right, right. people, they they've made very little advancement in their understanding of God and their their struggles against sin and their striving toward holiness because they're just lazy. Right. And if I look at that person and say, "Hey, I, I see that you have this fruit of like you speak encouraging words to people, but like man, there are all these other fruit that by now I would expect you to see." Like there's a harmful way to do that where I say, yeah. "Oh, you should be more like me," but instead there is a helpful way to say like. Hey, what what can we be doing so that by this time next year you've overcome this sin or you've you know uh, pursued this aspect of the knowledge of God or whatever it is? It's like yeah, there's a harsh judgmental finger waggy um, way to to have that conversation, yeah. but I think I think it is a conversation worth having. Well, right. So like, let's um, say with the guy with the Lamborghini, you have that conversation, and he listens to you. He's like, look, I, I respect where you're coming from, but like right now, I don't I don't feel any conviction. Right? Um, then. Because while you were talking, I think one of the things that came up is like, okay, I you've heard the whole thing about the, the enemy of the good is not the bad. The enemy of the good is the best. Oh, no. Where it's like, hmm. uh, it's like, well, it would be good for me to do this, like to work out. And then people say, oh, I'm going to work out every day. And then they just don't wind up working out at all. It's like, dude, if you had just committed to working out once a week, yeah, that'd be better than what you're doing right now. Right, right, so right. the enemy of good is not like 
bad, the enemy of good, and I think it's trite. I think it's a stupid expression, but, but anyway, but you understand yeah. what I mean. Yeah. And it's like the whole point in in my Christian life is, I've heard Vodi Bakum say this, like more today than yesterday, and more tomorrow than today. The goal is that my finances are more yielded to Christ today than they were yesterday, and more tomorrow than today. And practically, what that looks like is going to be different for uh, different people. But it's like, man. That guy who's who's driving the Lamborghini, it's like maybe he's a super recent convert, kind of like what you were saying. But it's it, it's I can't look at someone who really has been in the church and and following like trying to follow hard after the gospel and the knowledge of God and still says I'm going to spend a quarter million dollars on something that I absolutely do not need. And I I find it hard for someone who reads the Bible a lot as a professor at a college and still say that we have free will and that God has not predestined anybody to salvation. And would you say that's a sin on that professor's part? Well, th- that becomes the issue because I could, I sure as heck could. And I, and I thought about it, but the reason I don't is because, you know, there was a time that I didn't know the things that I think that I do know. Mm-hmm. And here's, here's where I do introspection with myself. And then I do inspection with everybody else <laughs> is that how do we come to be informed and i say again this might be controversial i say that we become informed by revelation no Ooh, uh-oh because i no. mean okay finish your sentence sorry second so I, like I, I do think you know obviously the bible I, at least i believe that there is revelation in the bible because this, this is a whole different conversation but then I'm, I'm speaking on this issue where i'm at right now we like what what I've become informed, like my my idea of when it comes to predestination, for instance, it was just reading the Bible. I didn't read anything outside of that. I didn't read anything Calvin. When people were calling me Calvinist, I was very confused because I'm like, what? Who is this guy? Mm. I didn't know what that. I'm more of a Hobbes fellow. Yeah. That's what you were thinking. Right. No, He's a good philosopher. Like, um, yeah. But I was like, I was so perplexed. I'm like, how do you guys not see this, right? Mm. Um, but there was there was other things. It wasn't just that. But it's like anything like that. I realized that I've come. To my information by my own study by my own time and work um everybody else does the same but just because you put time and work and study into your your faith does not then mean that everybody's going to end up in the same place now you said earlier and then you trust the holy spirit to get everybody closer and closer to that which if that's the case you have the conversation with a guy if he doesn't feel convicted just trust the holy spirit I said I trust the Holy Spirit to do that to his people, not everybody. But go ahead. Right, but, you know, to quote Charles Spurgeon, not, nobody comes with a tag that says elect, right? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I was thinking the back of a shirt. It looked... That's what you're saying. You lift up the back oh. of their shirt and there's an E on their back okay, for okay. elect. Um, so, the, the, the fact of the matter is that any way that you try to expand this outside yourself, you really don't have any merit. Even if you believe that the scriptures provide for you that merit, it's like, it's already not explicit. So I'm already going to have to apply it outside of what I know or what I can just obviously take. And again, even what I read from the scriptures is not universally being taken in. So I have to ask the question, why is that the case? If I'm trusting the Holy Spirit to get us there, maybe some people are lagging behind and maybe he's given me... Uh, an extra bit of blessing in my understanding. Yes, maybe. But I, what do I present forth to somebody 
so that they they themselves fall in line to what I'm saying. So Vody Bakum says, this is my goal. And then Travis said, you know, that sounds like a good goal. Now it's going to be my goal. But why should that be the church's goal? Who's... To be more yielded to Christ today than yesterday and more tomorrow than today. But it's not going to, like you said, it's not going to look the same. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't think that a Lamborghini is going to be the difference between someone going to heaven or hell. Correct. But, and... Now that you know that that's not no, at know, all intended by my question. No, um, whether or not that it keeps one from rewards, I don't even know because I don't even know how to understand that. I mm. don't. I really don't under, know how mm. to understand it. So I'm going off of a lot of I don't know to mm. to try to apply to somebody, and it's like I get the idea of, and I would be really extreme. I would say, look, if, you know, there's a lot of gray, so let's make this as black and white as possible. Mm. Give everything you can mm. everything oh but it's i have john wesley yeah yeah earn well, all you can save all you can right give all you can but you and, and you could be like oh well you know but you know my job or rent or even people with family and i would say what are you worried about mm. you know mm -hmm. even if you were homeless god would take care Consider of you the lilies family. yeah yeah that's what that's what i would say now that's one approach <laughs> Jesus, that's one approach. Well, <laughs> no, I, I get you. I get that. I, I have a savings account. Yeah, well, no, no, no. It has, it's nothing to do with that. It's like, I get that. I, I totally get what you're saying. Like, believe me, I, I don't disagree. My problem is that I don't have the backing of any type of authority to do that. That's been my problem with what's been so in, impractical. Mm. And, and this eventually will get into. Uh, cessationism and continuationism because it's like this is also my problem with as I am a cessationist is that I also find it very impractical because we are so tied to scripture not um, exclusively but especially as cessationists because that's what we claim is there is but it's not sufficient in itself either because again this in this example Paul does not go out and, and say specifically what are issues of the, the conscience and what aren't so now we have to play the game. Is this an issue, you know, with Lamborghini mm. or not? And then we get all divisive and it goes nowhere. Um, so it, it sometimes it's not uh, sufficient because it wasn't uh, recorded, uh, written down. Or I'm not sufficient enough in order to bring that out. Mm. So that's been my frustration with these issues. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to expand the conversation mm -hmm. beyond this, but it's like anytime we, and I don't find this unfruitful. I, I actually find this very fruitful. And I would like to talk to you guys about it because every time I do, it gets my mind working and, mm -hmm. and it gets me thinking. So I, I think there's another podcast to be had and I don't know if we're smart enough to have it, but <laughs> I, I'd take a crack at it. Like screw it. Let's do it. The, the distinction between sin, right? Error, Okay. And foolishness. Ooh. Okay? Like, I, I think that, that'd be a... Like, I would really ha feel like I'd have to do some homework before I'd even approach, you know, recording uh, an episode yeah, on that. I, but that's that's something that know. we've talked about before. Right. Um, that's something that I brought up with other people here recently. And, and even specifically with the, the Lamborghini issue, there are a lot of other uh, instances where that specific distinction has come up. Um, I don't have a ton more time. I do, um, yeah. I do want to get back in. Um, but like, I get what you're saying. Um, and so when I say sin, uh, it's like, I can look at someone who is 
living in sin, like the guy who's who's right. a believer and, and has a Lamborghini and says, I'm just not there at this point. Like, it, it doesn't bother me that I own this. And I can say, okay, it's not the end of his life. It's not right. the end of his faith that, that this person has not overcome this specific sin. But it's like, as the degree of the sin becomes more egregious or more um, just flagrant like oh i'm i'm a polygamist and now i'm a follower of jesus and like i haven't really had it argued for why i need to you know only have one wife uh which that could be a podcast on its own yeah, yeah. and i think it has yeah um but it's like okay the the more obvious and and um in your face that the sin is uh the hope would be that therefore the faster it would become addressed yeah you know and I, I, I like having this conversation is going to make me think at the end of the podcast anyway. So I think mm -hmm. that that's good. And I think it's worth taking a crack. I don't know where it's going to go at the, the, what you said Sin about the, the, trying to distinguish yeah. Yeah, those things. But it's like, I'm with you in that. Uh, I desire that there were, um, I, th okay. So people say like, you know, life is, is not like black and white. Oh. <laughs> but life is not black and white and, and i would say well i sure hope the bible is because <laughs> and, and then if like if the bible is then mm -hmm. the bible is going to help me distinguish those shades of gray uh but i'm frustrated right now because i'm like it's it does distinguish some shades of gray mm. but then uh it doesn't seem to go far enough and not everybody's on the same page and it's like that's not helpful mm-hmm you know, because if I'm spending all my time arguing with you, we're not going anywhere. <laughs> I would like to go somewhere. So right now I'm like, okay, well, if this is like Miguel was saying, if this is a conviction for you, then by all means, apply it to yourself. Like that, that's just how I think. Like if it was a conviction for me, I should apply it to myself. But to then apply it to others, it's like, I've, I've got to get a lot more mm -hmm. around me. I and guess. that's something that I do commend about the Mennonite community is they come off as very non-judgmental right, right, from right, what right. I've seen. It's like people think of like Amish and like shun the non-believer or whatever. It's like, that is not at all yeah. what I've, what I've seen in the, no. in the words and the podcast that I've been listening to. Uh, it's like, they're, they're very much like just, Hey, here's, um, here's what I see the Bible saying. And I just want to, I just want to submit to the Bible. Right, right, right. And that can come off as like cheeky and yeah. arrogant but it's like there was a guy talking about how he was a, a missionary to China and he had brought them, you know, the word and they had studied the word and they had kind of, and, and it's like, he was talking about how, oh man, it's, uh, man, it, I had a really hard day today and this, this bad thing happened to me and just kind of gotten this complaining spirit. And the people were like, whoa, Hey, like, this is really serious. Cause the Bible tells us not to grumble or complain. And like, here you are, like you're the missionary and you're saying, you know, you're grumbling and you're complaining and it's like, man, these, these people, okay, maybe there's a difference between airing grievances fairly and, and having a complaining spirit, whatever. But it's like, these people were so uh, just like, man, this seems like a very plain reading of the text. And I just want to submit to that, yeah. like whatever that looks like. Uh, and you hone that over time, sure. But um, yeah, just that that's the spirit that I want to have is just what I, what I see in the word. Let me just be submissive to that. Yeah. And if the people at my church are still driving nice cars, wearing nice watches, nice shoes, all that kind of stuff. I mean, hopefully my personality, maybe the sermon, but like whatever will, will uh, have an effect on their lives. But really my main concern is I want to make sure that my home 
is in subjection to what right. I see Christ saying right, right. Um, and being helpful. So, did we solve it? I thought, I thought it was great. Uh, we solved it. I think uh, that is. Are, are we up for doing that podcast? Heck yeah. I will gladly spectate. I'll sit quietly and just make faces. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Like those That'll are big That'll be me. Yeah, I would, right. I would like to do that. All right. I don't know when. Love you guys. Love you too.